Hey, 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 welcome to Power Living with Kimberly Langford. I'm Kimberly. And as a nurse, coach, Reiki master, and as an entrepreneur, I have really built my life and work around helping and empowering others to live their best, healthiest, most, most authentically happy and powerful life. Uh, I share and visit with experts on all aspects of wellness, physical, emotional, financial, career, business, health, relationships, environment, and more. So if you want to step into your best self, listen in every Saturday morning as we share new and old ideas um, to set you up for the coming week um, with a fresh start for a better and better you. And today, I got to tell you, so I'm super happy to have Dr. Diana Brewer on the phone. Or I'm actually we're in a Zoom, so you can check it out <laughs> sure. on YouTube too, so people can can see it. But I'm so excited to have you here, Diana. Di I met Diana through uh, my Reiki master, Cindy Wanick, and Diana has done so much for our family, and I think I love her so much because she's like, hey, who turned on the light bulb in here? The lights go on when you talk to Dr. D, and her background is so varied. So. And maybe we can start with, with a little bit of that, because you started off as an orthopedic nurse, then you became a sure did. <clears throat> India, Ayurvedic medicine. I just think, holy cow, if you want to know how to be healthy and vital, uh, Dr. D is somebody you should talk to. So. Welcome. Well, thank you. That's a wonderful introduction. and I'm so happy to be here, too. I just definitely feel like we were meant to be family the first day we met. So, yes, I'm Dr. Diana Brewer. I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah, formerly Sandpoint, Idaho, formerly Florida, formerly India, been everywhere. Done a lot of traveling and learned a little bit as as we've gone. And I just am really excited to be here with you today. And I'm happy to talk about really anything health related, wellness related that is relevant, especially in today's times. Well, you know, it's interesting, kind of like what we were talking about before and this morning as I was catching up on reading some articles, I'm saying, oh my God, there's already so much fear out there. And I'm thinking, cheapers, creepers. Here we are, we're heading into fall and winter, so it's flu season, like it is every fall, every change of seasons, right? Mm -hmm. We have this period where we have to acclimate to the change of seasons, and people are already starting to become a little fearful about what's going to happen with COVID as we Absolutely. like, and, and, and you know, there's a part of me, Dr. D, that wants to shout <laughs> and, and wave and say, stop it, stop being fearful. Just learn how to take care of yourself now and all the time. Right. There's a lot we can do to boost our physical, our spiritual, our emotional, financial, to boost our hardiness. I was telling you earlier about this concept that I had read about in a book about being anti-fragile, and I love that. So I thought, you know, maybe you could share with us how, how do folks today, especially in this environment, how do we boost our hardiness, especially you know, in terms of immune health, what, what are some, some things? Well, I'm happy to give some good advice, some that you can do just from your home without spending any money, without purchasing anything. And it's going to sound a little counterintuitive because like you mentioned with the shouting, we are surrounded by shouting right now from every angle. You're hearing physicians shouting and health department shouting and neighbors shouting, storekeepers shouting, everyone is shouting. So the first piece of advice I think I would give you would be community. 
And I know that sounds counterintuitive because we're told mm -hmm. social distancing, staying six feet apart, stay home, stay by yourself. But honestly, if you want to boost your immunity, you have to start with community. And the right community can help people sustain lifestyle and behavior changes that are so important to long-term success, health, and happiness. And being connected to others is just as important an ingredient for health as food, oxygen, air, sleep, or movement. So that's the first thing to remember. When we are in a time that is so fearful, I think one of the first inclinations we have is to shrivel and become very fragile and not return phone calls from your friends and not get out there to the park and take walks, do all the things you've done for health. And we have to sort of get back to that. Not dance. Not yeah, we have to get back to that. That's how you stay strong, is leaning on each other in a healthy community. And it's okay if one of your friends or a few of your friends that's doing some shouting to help them calm down and remember that we need to come together during these times. So that's the first piece of advice, I think, is just coming back together with your community, whether it's your church or your family or your neighbors, you know, whatever that means to you, that's got to be the first piece of advice. I love what, what you, you think? said too, I, you know, and there's so many, I had a couple of thoughts as you were talking about that, because we have so many ways to stay connected now. Zoom calls like this, I'm yeah. so great to see your face. And Here we are, four, five, six hours apart, and we can chat. And I'll tell you, I've, I'm business on the top, but I'm in my sweatpants on the bottom. And you know what? That's okay. I still feel great being here talking with you today. So that's the first thing would be the community. But you brought up another point, too, about boundaries. Right. Where when you have that friend who's shouting that it's okay to say, hey, you know what? Let's, let's just... Let's just yeah. keep it friendly here. Absolutely. And part of that, you know, maybe barking at somebody to calm down is not the best way to achieve your goal. But if you, and I suppose just the words lead by example, it's tough to do that. I'm having some serious anxiety with everything going on in the, in the world today. But maybe looking at me, you wouldn't be able to tell because I get up every day, I'm getting dressed put a little blush on, a little lip gloss. I try to look the part because if you can start with looking the part, then sometimes the rest just comes. And that's not going to replace diet and lifestyle changes. And we're going to get to that. We're going to talk about a few affordable, inexpensive things you can do to boost your immunity because we don't know what's coming. Our regular flu season, our new flu season, COVID-19, maybe something new. We don't know. And that, I think, is what has me the most fearful. I read an article, and it was about this liminal space, and it's sort of an in-between time is what that means. We're all sitting here. We can't go back to the way things were, but we don't yet know what's coming. So what do we do? Do we panic? I tell you, I've had some panicking, but my dogs are living their best lives. Mom is home all day, every day. We're going on walks every day. We're cuddling. I took a nap before jumping on this Zoom call. So I have to think of the small wins. And right now, my dogs are living their best lives. <laughs> we can also employ, you know, as we're in this space of the unknown, which is sometimes that naturally in any time of our lives, we're in that, that in-between phase, it's a little uncomfortable. But we can reframe that. We can employ 
some strategies, some cognitive neuro, you know, reframing sure strategies. Can. You know what? Maybe, maybe I'm not in this tenuous in-between state. Maybe I'm in a cocoon and I'm nurturing myself oh. from being where I am and I'm preparing for the next greatest thing. And it's, I love that. I love that. And there's so many things right now that we can't control. Another thing that I read, it was a, an, a keto master of all things who recommended this silly little piece of advice. Maybe things outside of your window you can't control and you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but you can control certain things that happen in the house. Get up every morning, make your bed. That's what he does, every, or he did. I think he passed away long ago. But get up and make your bed because you can control that. Get up, take your shower, get dressed for the day, even if the day is going to be indoors. And now, I think it's important to talk about control and sort of it's an illusion you know even before when things were normal whatever that meant I still didn't feel like I was in control of everything so how do we deal with that mm -hmm. you bring up a good point as a matter matter of fact this morning as I was doing my qigong practice and I was thinking about how you know we can be staunch and resolute in the fact that everything's going to go our way and we are in control as you say or we can learn how to be flexible and bend sure. with the wind so that when things do come along that are outside of our control, it doesn't, it might move us, but it's not going to crack us. It's not going to take us off of our feet. I love that. We do. We have to be a little more flexible. And I think coming from, I'm a chiropractor, so alignment and the physical body you know, I can't do it all. You know, we've got such great practitioners across the board. We've got chiropractors and medical doctors. We've got massage therapists and physical therapists. We've got Ayurvedic specialists. We've got nutritionists. There's so many of us and it. It does take a village. That's part of that community. So maybe you can't go out and have a visit with each and every one of them, but you can get up, you can do some stretches in a nice hot shower, get your body moving. Sure, you, just like this, you can take a yoga class. Uh, there are many things you can do at home to get the day started right. And if you sort of set the tone, the framework for having a good day, then even if you didn't plan on it, things get better. And I'd like to talk about a simple recipe. You know, like you mentioned earlier, we are coming into flu season. COVID or no COVID, you know, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. We're coming into flu season and I've always given the same advice for sort of a, a daily tea that you can make at home that's really good for the immune system, good for the gut. And as most of us know, the bulk of our immune system is in our gut health. So we have to work there. That is the start. And it is Ayurvedic. So you brought me on to talk a little bit about that. I will pass you the recipe when we finish this. So anybody watching that wants to know exactly how I make it is more than, more than welcome. So the recipe is sort of a, a loose translation that came from a book called The Hot Belly Diet, which is Ayurvedic in nature. I don't know if you've read that book. I don't have it in front of me. I'd show it to you. I'm sorry. I'll, put, I'll send you a link to that as well. But if you get up every day, every morning, and you start with your 
your tea kettle, heat up some water. I will use typically a Tulsi green tea. It's an Indian green tea, but you can certainly use whatever you like. I'll do a couple of cinnamon sticks because I don't like to chew on powdered cinnamon. So a couple cinnamon sticks in there. And I slice up some fresh ginger, some fresh turmeric. I add a little bit of, what am I missing? Lemon, quite a bit of lemon. And my husband, he needs a little bit sweeter kick. So he puts a little drop of honey in there. And I put that in my big hydro flask and I just sip on it all day long. So that is something and it is so comforting. It tastes so yummy and it's just so good for the body from head to toe. So if you do the right thing, you know, I can't control everything that you eat. I'm happy to come back on and talk about specific nutrition if you like. I don't know if we'll have time for that today exactly, but this one recipe right here will change your life. I drink it almost every day. It's mm -hmm. affordable. You don't have to buy any supplements. If you want supplement recommendations, I'm happy to go there with you too. You know, everybody needs a good vitamin D, especially since we're not getting out as much as we used to. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to run all around. Keep me, keep me focused on what what you need, what we need to know. Well, I was in, interested, you know, and especially I, when I was starting to learn a little bit about Ayurvedic um, theory about how, you know, not drinking ice water. Oh, drinking. sure. <laughs> Room temperature is better because the body just has less work to do. You know, I don't, I like a nice, I live in Utah. So, you know, when it's 105 degrees, I'm not thinking of room temperature water. I'm thinking of ice any way I can get it because I need it. But for the bulk of Ayurvedic medicine, we are going to talk about warmer beverages, which are comforting, and they're just better for the body. We call it, or the, in, uh, in Oriental medicine, we call that your triple burner, right? Yeah, absolutely. So then if we're going to talk about Ayurvedic medicine, I think we should mention that there are, I hate the word disease. If you break it, it's just a state of dis-ease. Right now we look and we feel like we're at ease. We love each other. We're dear friends. This is more of a comfortable conversation than anything else. I'm not in dis-ease. But when we're talking about Western medicine, and like you mentioned, I was an orthopedic nurse for a long time, so I don't have a problem with Western medicine when it's needed. If I fall and I break my wrist, I'm darn well going to the hospital or urgent care. But before you ever get to that point, there are levels of disease according to Ayurvedic medicine. I still feel well right now, but I might have some kind of a process going on in my body that's just not advanced enough for me to feel it. So when we start with things like, yeah, absolutely. So when we start with recipes like this tea and we try to do some cleansing of the body, you know, and it can't just be a never ending cleanse. I, I have so many patients that come in and I ask them, golly, how long have you been cleansing? Oh, years. Okay, well, when are you going to rebuild? Can't cleanse forever. Now you're done cleansing. Let's rebuild. So we, I'm happy to talk about that a little bit over time too. But yeah, from a chiropractic, go ahead. We fall into like uh, um, fads almost. We don't really <sighs> understand the whole, we're looking at a small piece of the pie. Right. We, yeah. I'm in a way, you know, you might not have many practitioners that agree with this, but I am pro-fad 
because sometimes what you need is a jump start. You know, your engine is dead and it won't move and you get that one jump start and you're good to go. You can go to work. Sometimes a fad diet, as long as it's not a dangerous fad diet and they exist out there, feel free to ask us, anybody who's wondering about, I suppose, healthy versus unhealthy things you could should or shouldn't do but sometimes a fad diet is enough to jump start you to get you into that habit motivated yeah i'm on a diet or whatever that means right now because it's probably a good idea with covid with the flu with all disease to cut the sugar back a little bit if you can i can't control everything but i'm in my home i can control what i put in my mouth so there are things that we can do to detox and jump start a healthy lifestyle yeah and who knows right i mean we all start we're not perfect but inch by inch we make little changes here and there and pretty soon we find out when we look back we're a whole lot farther along the path than we were a year ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. That rhinoceros all in one bite. We can put some of them in the freezer and bring them out later. I think that's one of the things that I'm seeing on social media and the news right now is, you know, if you're not perfect, then you must be a bad guy. And that's just not the case. We can all disagree on some aspects of what's going on, but we can still be friends and we can still continue to encourage each other. I make mistakes. I forget that I'm on a diet sometimes. And then I eat something I shouldn't and I say, oh, shoot, I can't believe I did that. I totally forgot I'm trying to be healthier. So I can't punish myself for what already happened. You can start over every single day if you need to. It's okay. Every day is a fresh start. That's and, right. And that kind of an outlook is important. Also, our, our emotional health plays, and you kind of talked about that earlier with community, but that plays a big role. How we think plays a big role in our hardiness, right? In our sure does. I will be more successful and more compliant to sustaining these lifestyle choices if I have a network of friends, if I tell you how I'm trying to behave, whatever that means, because it does come down to behavior. We have to make behavior changes. And sometimes that's a, people get, they feel afraid when they hear that, but we do need to sort of reset unhealthy behaviors and choices. And I need a network of people in my community to help me hold myself accountable. And maybe not everybody needs that. And that's okay. If you've got willpower for days, then you're just, you're fine to go on it alone. But I don't. I need you to check in on me often. Ask me how I'm doing. Let me fall apart when I need to. Let me help pick you up when I, when you need me to. And that I think is the main one. Maybe not what you thought you were going to get from a chiropractor today, but in a time without community, we need to find a way. <laughs> You've talked about community. You've talked to, I love the part about habits because I really think our habits and, and when I talk about, when I talk to clients all the time, if where you want to be is over here, you really to, to make this happen, it all comes down to what becomes a part that a part of your life that you do without thinking. That's, That's right. That's what makes this result a result. So you talked about the community habits you talked about, and part of habits was alignment, and that just, you talked a lot about that physical care, right? And that Absolutely. seeing your chiropractor, mm -hmm. seeing your massage therapist, seeing your counselor, 
That's right. And if it is a virtual visit, then so be it. But I'm, I can tell you, many chiropractors and practitioners are open for business. You can go in, you're perfectly safe, wear your mask if that's something that you're supposed to do in your community, do whatever you need to do to feel safe. But I can tell you from the practitioner standpoint, we are incredibly clean and sanitary. Everything is wiped down before you come and before you go. So you can get out there. You don't have to remain in your house so fearful. And most of the advice I think that we will give people is going to be for that 80 or 90 percentile. People who are already healthy, they just want to reach their peak right now. If you've got a person watching that says, well, I'm not the 90 percentile. I have some really bizarre autoimmune condition or my grandmother is on hospice. Ah, do these rules work for me? Well, some maybe and some maybe not. But we can't give advice to each and every person on a call like this. Anybody who has a specific concern is more than welcome to contact us and ask us questions. I think, I hope that's not overstepping. Yeah, so I think, I think what you're saying, which makes sense to me, is that for those of us who are at a higher risk or we're around people at higher risk, that we're, we don't want to bring stuff home to somebody who's a high risk. Or even you could even say if you're in a community and your your community has a high risk population, right? Then then it might behoove you to have that conversation with your healthcare provider and say, hey, what things might not? Uh, my favorite way to pose that question is, what might I not know to even ask you? Oh, that is fantastic. I I might have to snag that for my <laughs> my bank, but absolutely that that happens. And we absolutely can tailor responses for specific questions and needs. I think sort of, I love conversations like this where we just see where the conversation goes, but I'm happy to structure, you know, specific questions. If you have listeners that have a question, ask us. I'll give you a direct answer to what you need to know. I'm happy to do that. But I think the big take-home message is going to be get up get dressed, pick yourself up, put yourself together, connect with your friend or your sister or a loved one to get the day started. Don't watch so much of the news. Turn it mm -hmm. off. One of the things that I, I told now, if I get a chiropractic neurologist or a neurologist who wants to box with me a little bit, I'm happy to have that conversation. Men and women are different. We are wired differently. And that is reality. I'm not going to argue that. Thank can, it would be no fun without them. Oh, my word, I tell you. So the, one of the things that I would sort of, even before the state of the union, the state of the world, I would ask of my female, my female patients is don't watch the news before you go to bed. Don't look at a device before you go to bed. That LED light, that fake unnatural light is not good for the nervous system. It sets you up for trouble and anxiety, will ruin your sleep. Turn it off before you turn your lights off. The other thing that we have to remember, this is going to be a really weird analogy. I hope I don't get you in trouble or get myself in trouble. If I watch on the news that some village in Africa or South America was decimated and people perished, from a female standpoint, because of my neurology, I'm going to take that to a different place than a man will. And I'm going to 
think about it all day, it's going to ruin my day. And I'm going to be so empathetic. It's almost as if I was there and I lost somebody personally and I can't turn it off. A man, although compassionate and empathetic, men are fantastic healers, they have a different wiring set up than we do. They watch it on the news, they feel compassion and empathy for a moment, they may even take action to set up a mission trip or to send money for relief and aid, but then they put it away and they go to work. And compartmentalize. They, yeah. they do. And they can just go on about their day and their life. We're built a little different. So some advice is turn off the news, turn off the TV, turn off the Facebook, get up, stretch in the hot shower, get dressed, make that tea. Yes, you. I would prefer all organic ingredients, but if you're drinking, you know, some 3,000 calorie latte, then I would be fine with non-organic ingredients in your tea. It's still a huge jump, small choice. Small changes are okay. Work your way to the organics. <laughs> now that's, I think that's the main gestalt of it for today, but I'm more than happy to take any questions you have. Well, I tell you, Diane, how, how do, I know, and I know you've got a lot of things percolate right now, but how do, if people have questions, or if people want to reach out to you directly, how, how do they reach you? Well, so I am licensed to practice chiropractic medicine in the state of Utah, but that would not preclude me from oh. talking to anybody from anywhere in the world. I obviously would not diagnose or advise a patient to change anything that their medical doctor has asked them to do. That's not my place, but I'd be happy to help people find chiropractors like me. It's a club. It, it is. I can go onto the website, the Activator Methods website and some others and find people who are similar to what I do. But if you just have a general question about something we've talked about today, or you have an idea for a topic and you want to talk about the American Heart Association and healthy, healthy fats versus unhealthy fats, I'm happy to, you know, my really? email address. You can help them figure out some questions that they should have. Ah, absolutely. So I had a radio show every Friday. It's called Your Health is Your Wealth. Mm -hmm. And I'll try to put a link to those because yeah. they were so fun. I touched on some really neat things that people might be interested in learning about. But if you'd like to email me directly, you have my email address. It's drdbrewer at outlook.com. And I'm more than happy to, to talk about anything you want to. Okay. All right. Well, gosh, so Dr. Diana, you, I just, I adore you. I love talking with you and I really super appreciate you taking time out of your, your day to, uh, to talk with us and, and just talking with you has left me feeling a little boosted already. So, oh, I love that. I feel the same way talking to you and it's okay if some people maybe disagree or have more questions, that is what makes it fun. We have to sort of get back to a place where we can debate and communicate and be open to hearing other people's opinions. Yeah, correct. I'm corrected all the time. It's funny, the older I get, the more I realize I know less than I thought I did. Ooh, Does that wow. make sense? I have more questions. Yep, I was thinking about that today. I think that's why school is never out for the pro. That's right. 
people who are really masters of their craft, they're really fun to talk to because they have more and more questions. And, and, and when you ask them, how did you get to be the expert? They say, well, I'm still working on that, right? That's right. That's exactly right. Thank so you so fun. much. <laughs> well, thank you, Dr. D.